Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Happiness Headspace podcast. Welcome to a new episode. Today, we have Daria Akulshina here with us. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. Nice pronunciation of the last name. I'm going to give I did a good job. <laughs> Very okay, good. Yes. Good, good. So I'm a vision and mindset coach, and I work with leaders um, of all kinds, leaders of families, leaders of companies, to create visions for their life and for their businesses. And that includes lots of things, visualization, working with NLP, with positive psychology, various mindset practices that I intervene. So I help guide people through this process of uh, manifestation of the life that they want. And uh, yeah, and see great results. I love it. Yes. And how did you become like a vision coach? Like what steps did you take in life? How did life bring you to this? Oh my goodness. So it's something I've been fascinated by. I've been fascinated by the power of our minds since uh, coming across a book when I was 18 um, by, by a Russian scientist. Norbeko. <laughs> I don't mention this very often, but I'll say it here. And he um, was showing what is possible when we activate our, our mind, our visualization and our emotions and doing a lot of studies in that field with kids and with adults. And I get fascinated by it because the book that I came across was about healing your sight, your eyesight. And I wear glasses, as you can see. So since then, I got into a lot of experimentation, um, uh, was studying um, personal development practices, just very, very fascinated by how we can grow as individuals through my whole life. And my career went across different things from finance uh, to creative agency to a startup and customer research. And all through that time, I was really finding myself. I was trying different things. I was following different paths and looking for what will set my heart on fire. And a few years ago, I realized that my dreaming muscle became atrophied. I was so not in touch with what I wanted anymore in life. And I went on a journey of a, of a couple of years of self-discovery and a lot of inner work. And I realized a few things from there. One is that I was always seeking for somebody else to allow me and to believe in me. And so I came to allow myself and to believe in myself that I can do the work that I love. And then I came across this method of stepping into the future as if it has already happened and speaking through it with somebody as if it has already happened. Let's say you have a dream or a goal of something very, very specific. You go into the future and you speak through it. And I realized it's a very old practice um, and many leaders today practices from Joe Dispenza's of the world um, to activate an emotion, activate an emotional signature. I'll talk about that later if you want me to. So I, as, I, as I came across this, um, I was in my last, uh, my last, um, how would I say it? Uh, streamlined career in a, in a startup and customer research that I co-founded and I already knew I, I wanted to uh, leave that and it was very difficult for me to do so a lot of things happened I left the startup I left the relationship I was with and I started this new 
<laughs> in this new career. All I knew is that I wanted to work with people. I wanted to help them activate their dreams. And the reason I wanted to help them activate their dreams is because I felt I'm finally tapping into mine and activating mine. And so my vision for myself became is working with people's dreams, helping launch their dreams, helping activate their dreams, helping reawaken their dreams and helping them get there. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. And um, do you want to just explain like a little bit like how the visualization, like your process kind of works um, when you're with like clients and when you're helping them with their dreams and their vision? Yes. So I'll mention uh, to what I just said is that I took this as the core of stepping into the future and speaking through and was experimenting a lot, testing a lot of things, iterating and sharpening people, facilitating people into their future. And then I started building it out into a practice and my own process, which I called vision cardio, which is several steps because I was debugging things and seeing what works and what doesn't. So um, whether we are wanting to, this all comes through with being intentional about what we want to create in our lives, what we want to design in our lives, um, in your personal life, in your business life, it doesn't matter. It all starts by being um, quite clear about what you want. But for us to be clear about what we want, we need to access, um, we need to drop in into deeper parts of ourselves and sometimes declutter certain parts. So I'll either work with individuals who are already very clear or I'll work with individuals who are not yet clear, whose their muscles have been a little bit atrophied of dreaming and being in touch with who they are. And we'll, we'll coach through that first. So let's say somebody is very clear and they come to me with a specific dream or goal that we wanna focus on, that we want to bring into, into life. We will um, get very clear on what that is. I will help an individual drop into a state of lightness and joy where as much as possible, their parasympathetic nervous system can relax. And through the process that I take them through, they can access deeper parts of what they truly, truly want, their, their intuitive parts, and be not so much in their left brain, not so much in their mind, but more in their heart. And the more we can do this through play, the more we can do it through process of relaxation, the better. So I have a process when we start a session with somebody um, to take them into a meditation and to get them into that state. Um, I play with uh, magic and science. I love combining magic and science, law of attraction, which um, I call the magic, although it's very science. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, the science that has been um, that's traditionally um, accepted these days that, that that's called science, like the studies of uh, positive psychology, for example. So I combine those two. We take a process into a state of relaxation. Uh, we gather all the elements that would make that future picture feel like a 10 out of 10. And the one step before that is we select a date that they would like that to manifest, that dream to happen. So um, I was working uh, a little while ago now with a friend of mine on um, envisioning her ideal relationship, for example. And we stepped into a future which was more than a year from that point where she had visualized herself um, with this partner and what that relationship was going to be like. I always start with identifying what is the date 
And when it's one event, which is our anchor event that is worth celebrating, that is going to, um, maybe worth celebrating is not the best way to put it, but it's going to get you so excited, so thrilled. And we start anchoring around that place. So once we have that identified, I'll help an individual enter this meditative state and draw a, a mental picture, a heart picture of all the other elements that exist. And then from there, we'll go into, we'll open our eyes and we'll go into a role play and storytelling of playing out, um, but it's actually very real, <laughs> of experiencing what that life is going to look like. So in that example, it was experiencing what does that life with that partner look like? Let's say the event was uh, for her proposal from him. And in that particular example, although the event was a year or over a year from that point, she actually ended up meeting that person a few weeks later <laughs> and checking off a lot of the <laughs> points of um, character traits of the kind of person, the kind of dynamic and how she felt. And in this process of, of storytelling and role-playing, there's a key there. We want to experience it and experiencing it just means we want to experience it across a matrix of our senses. We want to feel it. We want to activate the emotion. So as much as we create a picture of what we want, one of the keys, keys, keys is to connect to an emotion of what we want. And that is an emotional signature, our emotional footprint, vibrational signature. The more we can touch into that and then on a regular basis, live it and experience it, we're practicing that vibration, we're practicing that emotional signature and we're drawing that reality to us. From a science perspective, the more we are in that emotion, the more we're going to start moving in that direction, it's going to be start, it's going to start driving us in that direction. And I can tell you more about how thoughts affect our emotions, our actions and our results a little bit later. So. Now that we've played it out, we've drawn up as much detail as possible. We do this to activate that emotion. And then at the end of my process, once that picture is very clear and we've experienced that life through a matrix of our senses, um, I take a person into a meditation to anchor that. And as we anchor it, there's a few tools that I use um, that are embodied so that makes it's easier for the individual to read reconnect and recall that emotion and that vibration over and over again. Um, and in essence, it's as if we're creating a future memory of something that hasn't happened yet. Our mind uses the same parts of the brain when we remember something and when we daydream. So here you're helping your mind dream into the future, create a future memory. Maybe you start moving towards it. Yeah, so that's that's part of the process. That is, what do I do now once I've created that? Yeah, and you touched a little bit on like like what science plays in all of this. And I know there's a lot of people out there who don't believe in like manifestation and the law of attraction and everything. Um, even though, like you said, it's literally science. Um, so do you kind of want to explain like go a little bit more into detail about what like role science has to play in all of this? Sure. So it's it's um, first I. Manifestation is simply creating something, bringing something into life. And there's a lot of stigma around that word. I personally don't like to use it very much myself, uh, but we're manifesting all the time. If something can be envisioned, if something can be held in our imagination, our mind, it can be held in our hands. I truly believe it and I've seen it. 
um, the law of attraction is, is, is a law of nature that like attracts like. And we are manifesting all the time, whether we're conscious or not conscious. So this intentional creation is simply becoming conscious of how we want to create our life. As for the science out there, um, so just to say the professional athletes, for example, have been using visualization for many, many years to become better and to get to their goals. When we visualize anything in our mind, our mind doesn't know, um, and it's a vivid visualization, our mind doesn't know a difference between reality and a very vivid visualization, something that we imagine. When we bring pictures into our mind, we activate those emotions. And we also have um, this uh, tagging mechanism in our mind that will prioritize whatever we visualize over anything else. So we could be leading lists of something we want, making strategies and goals, but whenever we see the pictures, that tagging mechanism will prioritize that. That means that the decisions you're going to be making, this, the, which your, where your focus is going to go on, it's going to be prioritized to move you towards that thing. You're going to start self-selecting um, that more and more and more. Uh, secondly, is when we uh, practice visualization, so we practice living something, we activate thoughts and emotions and a physical chemical reaction in the body. So, for example, some studies show that athletes, for example, when they're practicing um, recreating whatever they need to do, like shoot a hoop, for example, their muscles switch, or when they're practicing in their mind working out there's a 10% actually increase in, 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 in muscle weight. That's crazy. <laughs> um, when we're practicing something in our mind, when we're reliving it, we are also preparing our nervous response, our stress response. When something is unknown and we want to create something in our life and take steps into the unknown, our, um, our mind, our subconscious mind, which is about 90% of our overall mind, conscious and subconscious, it will drive our reactions. And that reaction is usually to protect us. And when something is unknown, the stress response, our cortisol levels, our heart rate can increase because it's unknown and will hold us back. If we're visualizing something um, and connecting with it, we're practicing it, it means that when it actually happens, it's already known to us, we've already experienced it, and we feel safer. So we can make more calmer decisions, be more cooperative and collaborative with others and teams, for example, and be more confident in taking those steps forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, um, that's part. <laughs> that's parts of the science. Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely, it helps like understanding everything very well, and it shows like for the people who don't believe in, um, you know, like creating your own reality, like consciously um, manifesting that that it's actually real and like it's not just like something that it's not just like witchcraft like it's it's you know science um so yeah that's yeah. definitely really um interesting to know and some of those statistics are crazy um and what are some challenges you see some of your clients go through when they're manifesting or not manifesting but just like um doing the vision process or some challenges that you've gone through yourself when trying to build your dream vision oh yes so one of the biggest ones is the how um, is is getting um, is is getting into the mind and 
trying to create the most optimal way that this thing is going to happen. Mm -hmm. So I'll backtrack for a moment. After we've created our vision and we got very clear on what we want, we activated the emotion behind it. So we know what that emotional signature is like. The next step is to allow it to happen, is to align with it. And that can be a very frustrating thing to hear. What do you mean align with it? <laughs> Um, when we are creating anything, so let's say manifesting, there's two key components, alignment and vibration. When we are in the vibration of something, uh, manifesting money, relationship, etc., we're practicing the vibration, it's getting attracted to us. When we're in alignment, and we can find a another word for it or a better word for it, it means that our internal state is as close as possible to our um, we're as connected as possible to source, our inner being, the universe, your higher self, um, whatever, whatever you want to call it, your, your, your super self, depending which, which uh, school of thought you come from. And there's different practices that can help us get into alignment, such as meditation, um, such as anything that brings you joy, mm -hmm. <laughs> anything that lightens you up. And when we are um, consciously creating something and want that thing to manifest, we want to try to be as much as possible in aligned state to allow what we had asked for to come to us, to hear inspiration when it comes to us, when we're taking a shower, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. to, to hear those, um, those whispers or to respond to invitations, to respond to synchronicities, to allow the collaborative components of life, of the universe, of people to come to us. If we're in a state of stress, uh, as much as we're gonna practice that vibration, we're not gonna notice when somebody reaches out and invites us to a serendipitous evening where we're going to talk to somebody and that person is gonna by chance mm -hmm. introduce us to that thing mm -hmm. because the way to the thing that we want is almost never a straight line. Mm -hmm. So to, to answer your question, the, the getting to the how is one of the biggest challenges. And um, that's the biggest challenge that I personally had. I used to play chess as a child. And as a child and as a teenager, I drilled into my mind that the, the, the straightest path, um, I can calculate it in my mind. Um, I, can, I can optimize the solutions in my mind and, and create, <laughs> be like a computer. And it's really impossible. It's, it's overtaxing on my nervous system and, and it's overthinking. Um, it's over controlling. <laughs> and what I had learned is to, whenever today I feel like I'm pushing or forcing against an outcome, a situation, I learned to let go, uh, make a conscious decision that the elements are going to align themselves. And I'm going to get the best result. And then almost always I'm surprised by how elements will, will fall into place. So a good example like in everyday life, for example, is um, me receiving an invitation to, to go away for a weekend, for example. And this was a little while ago. I'd received this invitation and some elements were not working out because it was in conflict with some other thing. And it was so hard for me to make deci a decision. I got into a loop of what do I do? Um, the invitation came, then the invitation was pulled back, then the invitation came again. So I got so frustrated with myself. I was trying to force and push. I just let go out of it, let go. 
uh, was not calling, was not following up. And then a few hours later, when my friends were going um, to wherever they were going, they called me everything aligned and, and we went and also went. And it's a very simple, easy example, but it allowed me to be in a state of peace to understand that that's what I want when it had happened. And that's an extra benefit. It, it gives you a peace of mind and to let elements fall into place. Another example is if I am, um, um, I don't know, working with clients or following up on something, um, trying to make a sale, for example, sending emails and I don't get a response. In the past, I might've forced my way into it, followed up again, be anxious. I just let it go. I know I do the best that I can. I let it go. And then I'm surprised by how a week later, two weeks later, the elements will align themselves. The person will come back. And actually, because I was having free space right now, something else even better came into this space. So I'm constantly surprised. So um, not to overthink the how and to take the first inspired action step by listening to yourself and to, your, to, your, to the inspirations that come of what you need to do. And the tip there is, it needs to feel easy and it needs to feel effortless. It doesn't mean that when you're going towards your goals, you're not gonna have to do work that by somebody else might be perceived as actually hard work. But for you, because you're coming from a place of, you're driven by that fire of that emotion, you're coming from this place of inspiration to get to that dream, it almost feels effortless. It almost feels easy. And that's one of the ways you can tune in when you're taking the action um, where it's coming from. Are you forcing it or not? Yeah, um, definitely. And um, yeah, sorry. I, I know that I struggle with that as well. Often when I'm trying to, because um, I do like a lot of manifestation I work a lot with the law of attraction and I've been doing it for like two years and still like I know two years isn't that much you know but like still like I struggle so much with the how like um so a hundred percent do you want to share an example of something that that comes up oh well often if I'm trying often um like let's say I've been trying to save up for um buying a plane ticket to go on a trip to Florida and um, I've, I've been trying to manifest like abundance and like financial abundance and just like money, you know? And um, every time I think I'm like, where's this money coming from? Like, I don't have a job, like I don't, but like now I struggle a little bit less with like the financial thing. Cause like, I like sort of got a job and like, I'm like doing more of that. But like before when I used to manifest, like just like trying to manifest money because a lot of the things I want um you know you need money for them um and every time I'd always be thinking how Chloe like how are you going to get this money like there's no way you can make that much money in like a month or like two months you know like like you don't have a job there's no no one's just going to hand you money and so then it would never come you know because I'd just be thinking like like oh like no one's going to give me this money like I don't have any way to make it like this not gonna happen so definitely mostly with like financially like manifesting money and stuff that's such a good one that's, that's the one I work with a lot with folks and and I've done this work with myself and all of this is a continuous process mm-hmm. you know the whole uh, by the way just aside in, in, in personal growth will sometimes 
come to certain light bulb moments, get certain like goals, and then we find where, you know, it's as if like we're taking steps back. And it's because life is like this, it's up and down and it's a spiral. So we always learn the lessons. And sometimes maybe we need to relearn them, but sometimes it seems like it's the same thing, but it's not, <laughs> you're mm-hmm. growing. Um, and with creating anything, um, there is always a step one moment is one of my mentor teachers, Abraham Hicks talks about. There's the step one moment is when you don't know when you're getting contrast, when you're experiencing something that, that feels like very heavy and it's contrasting you and it's contrasting you so that you can know what it is that you do want. In your example, um, what comes to me is often, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, often when people are focusing on finances, they are writing numbers, they're, they're, um, they're focusing on specific amounts, which is a part of it, which is wonderful, but it can create a lot of tension and put a lot of grip into what we want. So when we're, when we're creating anything, when we're manifesting anything, one of the keys is to connect with the outcome. And the hardest thing is then to let it go. So from a few things that you said, I wanna point out a few things. One is um, letting it go. I can share with you one quick technique of how to do it. You visualize what you want, then you you take a few moments to 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 sit in that vibration to see it to soak it up. Then you visualize what you want if it was a million times better, and you sit in that for a few moments, and then you visualize well, what if it what if you don't get that, and you let that go. And that does not negate that you're not going to get it. It just brings you more into the peace state of acceptance that there might be a different way. And when we are creating anything, um, I'll, I'll wrap this up, I'll bring this back in a moment. When we're creating anything, we're creating this picture, right, of this outcome. But very often the universal, the life plan for us is so much grander than what we can imagine and see. And that's why the how is unknown to our mind. We can't possibly comprehend it. And the actual final outcome might lead to so many more beautiful, greater things that we can even envision. And we need to let go a little bit of that final outcome because it can be so much grander. So you're getting that or even better. And if we're kind of holding this grip, I, 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 to me, I feel it when I, when I start gripping into my dreams or goals, I, like I let go, but it, to me internally, it feels like I'm gripping <laughs> into it. Um, we're we're getting into a state of control and we're missing opportunities, we're missing things. So we need to let that go. With money, the second thing is we need to give money a reason to come in. So for you, for example, if you want to go to Florida, I would be focusing more and getting into a light, joyful daydream state of where you're seeing yourself experience Florida. So you're like, what are the kind of things you want to be doing there? Like, Go to the beach and the pool. Yeah, be with friends, maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. be be in the sun, soak it up, um, get into those feelings of what would it feel like. See yourself being on the beach. So you're seeing yourself in the final outcome, and this doesn't need to be a very prolonged visualization. It can be quite short, but it's enough to to soak it up, to kind of juice up the feeling, and just. Try that, try that uh, on a regular basis for a few weeks. You will see um, 
maybe you maybe you'll start seeing different things around you but we need to give money a reason to come and the reason is the picture the outcome that you want and sometimes timing is is very funny with with manifesting <laughs> it's it comes back to the perfect timing that's beyond our understanding sometimes so it's, the timing might be a little bit different than you maybe envision it and the last thing with it is when we want something, the so step one is to get very clear on what we want, to get into the emotion, to get into the vibration, to practice it, then to, um, to be as much as possible in um, alignment. So getting into the positive states, um, there's other practices we can do for that, but listening to our inner taking the first action not getting into the how and being very aware of what are the fears or thoughts that are negating um, that are negating what we want in our mind that are bringing doubt and taking those and writing them out so for example in your case are there any thoughts or fears that come up when you're thinking I really want this so badly I want this money to go to Florida um, I mean, I guess, I guess I'm just like, I'm like, what if I don't get the money on time and then I can't go? Cause like also my school restarts soon. Um, summer is like going by so fast. I'm like, what if I don't get the money on time? Then I just can't go. And then I just, it's a waste. Can't. <laughs> so you're focusing a lot on the money, but your way to go to Florida might be completely different. What if you win something? What if a friend invites you? What if there's some kind of, I don't know, interesting opportunity to go through some team where I have no idea, right? What the kind of things you might be involved in or might interest you, but it might not, it might have nothing to do with money. Mm -hmm. So um, first I would tune in into what that experience will look like. Maybe seeing yourself there by end of summer when, whenever it is that you want to be there. Um, and writing out some of the thoughts of like, but, but, but. And this is a really interesting process that I'll do sometimes. You write out all your buts and then you yourself can take yourself through the process of countering them and be like, oh, but what if blah, 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 this doesn't happen. But instead, maybe something else will happen. Maybe the money will come in through some other way. Maybe it won't be money. Or maybe there is an even like greater plan and I'll get to go um, a little bit later and it's going to be a million times better. So helping yourself overcome the fear by, it's actually like self-coaching. You're coaching yourself back mm -hmm. to showing yourself that there's other ways and other avenues and other possibilities. Yeah, um, for sure. And um I'm really curious about this. So um, without naming names, do you think you can um, tell us a few like success stories that you've seen yourself have or like some of your clients have? Yeah, um, well, I've had, a, I've had a few, one of, um, one of my biggest um, and then my clients too, which just like <laughs> brings so much joy to see <laughs> um, on the personal side. I've, um, one of the things I'm, I'm most grateful for is the kind of people that I get to work with. Uh, and I don't say that lightly, but I have a process of 
um, going through and dreaming into your ideal client. And very early on when I had started, I went through that process. I share this process now with my clients for them to, to, to manifest their ideal clients and it works amazingly. Um, so that was tuning in into the kind of people I wanna work with, how I align with them, how I feel with them, how we treat each other, um, how we bring value to each other. So that's seeing that actually happen in real life very quickly after I had done the process is amazing. Um, the other thing that I'm really, really grateful for is when I had the career shift, my last career shift from leaving the startup and a lot of changes that were happening in my life, I had tuned into and envisioned how easy the, the process is going to be, how within two months from that time, it was, I'm going to feel so relieved. It's just going to go so smoothly. It's going to be very, very easy and light. And it actually happened that way. And I looked back and I was like, wow, it happened within that time frame, and it happened so, so, um, so effortless. Mm -hmm. So those are just the couple that come to mind right now um, with clients, uh, well, the relationship was amazing and mm -hmm. manifesting that relationship. Um, there is uh, there is a story that's really interesting where we had worked with a client also on um, she was just shifting her uh, focus in her business and thinking of the kind of business she wants to do and the kind of people she wants to to help and specifically very different uh, thing that she wanted to do to help them with and a couple of days after working um, after sitting during our process together she had people reach out to her without advertising the new way asking for exactly that which was really creepy and cool. <laughs> um, a really big one comes to mind of uh, someone who had envisioned a dream home and much much quicker than what they had envisioned it came into life through a way that they didn't anticipate of how it could happen that was really magical um, yeah there's so many there's so many big and small stories so yeah, that's that, amazing. yeah and would you say like that's like the favorite thing like your favorite part of your job like seeing people um like you know getting what they want and their dream coming to life or like is there like anything else that like that's like particularly like one of your favorite things about your job yeah and my favorite one is seeing um in the transformational coaching that I do, seeing like transformations right in the session. I love that. And when we go into the vision development process, into the dream launching process of storytelling and role playing, I just love that part so much because we're activating the dream live and I'm helping the individual dream much bigger than maybe they had thought was possible outside of the box and the constraints. And it's as if I feel this energy of the dream, like I'm, we're holding it together, pass through us. Um, it's very energizing at the end of that process. It's amazing. It's, mm -hmm. it's being witness to individual dreams. And um, I'm very lucky the people that I get to work with, they wanna create um, really beautiful impact in the world. And it's in areas that I deeply care for and love and seeing that is very meaningful to me. So I get to be a part of that process. Yeah. Yeah, of course, absolutely. And um, my last question for you um, is, 
what's the best advice you could get, give someone who's really trying to achieve their goals and get to that dream place in their life and just um, have their like build their vision the way they want it? What would be your best advice to give to someone who's trying to do that? So one of the um, one of the keys after you had if you go through these steps and you're clear on what you want, you you see it, you feel it, then we're talking about well, what do you do with it next? The things to do, this is what I would recommend. Um, what I work with clients on afterwards is that we work afterwards with thoughts, emotions, focus, and action. And to bring it all together, one of the best practices that I love to um, give individuals to do that is really, really powerful is the practice of gratitude and appreciation. And it's quite underappreciated, uh, I find, and undervalued and underestimated. And that practice, um, although there's individual things to do for thoughts, um, feelings, focus, and action, this practice of appreciation brings a lot of them together. And it's, it's very um, powerful, it's very efficient. So either in the morning or in the evening, you are writing out things that you are appreciating, but here with a little twist in specific areas that it is that you want to manifest, that you want to grow into. So if it's relationship, for example, you're writing out what you're appreciating currently in your relationship. The more you're putting there, you're activating both thoughts, emotions, because as you're writing, one of the key things, you're not just writing mindlessly, I want you to stop and actually feel it and activate that emotion. You're, you're practicing all of it. You're bringing focus into it because you are focusing on the things that are working out. Um, and well, the action, you're not taking action there, but you're, you're writing, you're one step closer to the action. And that practice is magical because not only on the more um, spiritual side, it takes you into the vibration on the scientific side, whatever we focus on, whatever we bring our attention to, we start noticing more and start seeing more opportunities of that in our life. Mm -hmm. And when we see more opportunities of that in our life, we can take, there are higher chances that we're gonna take action. We're going to take um, mm -hmm. that opportunity further. So I would really recommend um, to test it out and if, if somebody doesn't you know, believe in it that can work, just test it out for a week and see how you feel practicing gratitude and appreciation. And if you want to take it a step further in a specific area that, that, you, are, um, that you are manifesting, so say if it's a trip and it's financial, you're writing out what it is that you do appreciate financially in your life. Mm -hmm. I'm getting more and more into that. Yeah. Yeah, um, for sure. And thank you so much for that. And just thank you for everything. Thank you so much for doing this episode. Um, I learned a lot, like so much. Thank you so, so much. Um, and I'm sure our listeners learned a lot. So if our listeners want to find you, like where could they find you, like a website or like socials or anything? Mm -hmm. They can find me on uh, visioncardio.com. I'm on LinkedIn. <laughs> I don't know if your listeners are on LinkedIn, but they connect with me there. Um, that's probably the best way. Or, or they can just ask me a question. I love geeking out on these subjects with folks. If anybody wants to shoot me a message, I might not 
reply right away, but they can write to my email, which is Daria, D-A-R-Y-A, at visioncardio.com. Yeah, thank you so much. And all of that will be in the show notes if you guys are looking for it. Um, yeah, really appreciate you doing this episode. Again, I learned so much. Um, yeah, thank you so much. Have a good one. Thank you. Thank you so much, Chloe. I want to add with this one quick thing mm -hmm. is whatever anyone's dream or goal is to check in that they're going after that because it really brings them joy that the why behind it is because they freaking love it and it brings them joy. Mm -hmm. There's probably another thing um, that's really powerful that I would mention and makes a huge difference. Yeah, for sure. Like not, um, not making, not taking someone else's dream and trying to make it yours. Like if your parents want you to be a doctor and then you're trying to manifest, like getting into medical school or something and that's not, not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot to say in that subject. That's maybe another episode. <laughs> thank you for inviting me. I really enjoyed this. Yes. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. <laughs>